This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. And welcome to No Filler the music podcast dedicated to sharing the often overlooked hidden gems that fill the space between the singles on our favorite records. My name is Quentin, with me for the last time in 2022 is my dear brother Travis. Here I am. There you are. (laughs) Do you think anybody besides perhaps our brother Spencer, if he's listening, knows the movie reference I just made? Oh man, hang on. Here, oh, that's uh, Tommy Boy. No, uh, Black Beverly Hills Ninja. Yep. Okay. It's, <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's Beverly, Beverly Hills okay. Ninja. I knew it was Chris <laughs> Farley. <laughs> man, here I am, dude. It's a- <laughs> that's in the very opening scene. I think where he's trying to impress the whoever the uh, oh the, yeah the love interest is. Right. He's trying to like show off his ninja skills. Yeah, he's the last ninja in the in the dojo or whatever. I'm guessing he's hiding behind something that's way too small for him. Something like and that. And he yeah. thinks that no one sees him. Right. And he pops out. Here I am. Exactly. I don't remember exactly, but man, we were huge Chris Farley fans, dude. Who wasn't? Man? Mega. Yeah. Too soon. Yeah. Uh, so this is the last episode of the year, dude. This is it. What better time than now to to do a little tribute to Chris Farley? Where'd that come from? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> came from the deep... You know, murky depths of my brain. Depths of the nostalgic river. Where that stuff just, it just lives there, rent free, and just comes out of nowhere. You know what it does? It goes, here I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he pops up and, you know, a little a little Chris Farley line just comes out of my mouth, you know, Man. unexpectedly. So we've been doing our best of 2022 episodes this whole month. And now we're down to the top 10, my favorite five and your favorite five. This maybe goes without saying at this point, but this is more a representation of my favorite artists of the year or my favorite albums from these artists for the year, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like there's, it It took me, I mean, a long time, dude, with one of these albums to, to narrow down to which song I'm going to play today. Same. For, for multiple these choices dude like there's so many good songs on on some of these albums just moments ago i was listening to all the releases that this guy put out this year on shuffle just trying to like narrow it down yeah because i'm the same it's like it's it's hard sometimes to rep to try to narrow it down to one song to represent an artist because then you listen to the the next one and you're like oh man you know what maybe that one's a little bit better yeah and then you're like but you know what though this shows off the way that the album plays with this Exactly. So I want to play this song so that I can show off. But you know what, dude? That's 
our job isn't really to ruin the surprises of a good album, right? I, my hope is that that the songs I pick will at least get you to to jump into the rest of the record. Yeah, because I yeah man, I got some great picks for tonight. Two of these picks for me tonight are are artists that you already brought over the last two weeks. That's right, because I st- I stole your thunder. You did, but here's you know two more tracks from two of our collective like favorite artists, which is great. So, you know, like you said off mic and like I said off mic earlier, one of the tracks I'm bringing is going to get split into two different clips and same yeah. for you. Same for me. It needs to be done, dude. We're going to do rapid fire for realsy this time. It's, I think this might be the, the first true rapid fire of the year. We're going to do it, man. So let's jump right into it. Exactly. So the good thing about uh, two of my artists is that you already kind of teed them up in previous weeks. Like I said, even uh, I think it was last week it was Cloakroom, right? Yeah. Okay. So I'm bringing another track from Cloakroom. You brought Doubts, which I actually debated like, you know what? Doubts pretty much like tells the story perfectly. I don't need to bring another Cloakroom track. But then... I think the very next track on the record, which is the last track, does a really good job showing the doom gazy side of them and like the grunge side of them a little bit better than Doubts does. Because Doubts is way left field. Like you said, it's way out of left field on the record. There's nothing doomy about Doubts. It's very light, alt-rocky kind of kind of stuff, right? And that's not the full picture of, of Cloakroom. So I'm going to play, like I said, the very next track on the record So once again, here is Cloakroom. This is off their record, Disillusion Wave. The song is called Dissembler.
great track. Great track. Tempting to let it keep playing, too, because I, as you just heard, it transitioned into an entirely different sound and vibe. Well, that's, you a, know? that's a good little teaser, dude. That'll make it is. anyone hearing that for the first time want to dive dive in. And, and it's a perfect you know, representation of what the whole record is. Like From track to track, they'll go from something that's grungier, kind of doomier, to something a little bit lighter. And within the same track, they'll do that sometimes, like with this one, you know. So Doubts was was more light, you know, and kind of alt-rocky. The song had a little bit of grunge to it, like I was saying. And toward the end of the song, it transitions into this lighter kind of alt-rocky, you know, shoegazy kind of thing. And it's just it's just a, a masterful record, man. They really they really pulled it off. This came out in January, too. So, you know, this was a early front runner for me and probably for you, too. Because, like, I knew oh, yeah. this was on my, on my best of 2022 list from from the jump you know like i knew i'd be bringing a track from this record yeah i think it was either a song from this record or a song from the new animal collective that was the first track on my best of 2022 playlist when i started it yeah hands down one of the best records of the year if you're not convinced yet go check it out dissolution wave amazing record all right q rapid fire what you got for your first pick all right man i i feel like i may have brought two tracks from this group already is what you heard one of them was a introduction song for one of our watches um right when this album dropped and another one i think was a single from this record maybe it may have been last year so i've been digging on this group for at least a year now uh honey glaze is the group can't forget that name right this album there is it's self-titled, their first full length, came out in April of this year. And man, this is this is a perfect like folk pop record. I mean, I don't know if that's even the best way to describe what they are, but man, there's something about this group, dude. I love uh Anuska Sokolo. She's the the lead singer. Tim Curtis, uh that's the two main members of the group. And yeah, let's just rapid fire, dude. I don't know. Do you remember anything about this group? No, I don't. Very playful with their lyrics. She's very like self-aware and, you know, all her lyrics are are very like raw and pokes fun of herself in all the right ways. It's it's just a great record. Very like down to earth and simple and effective, dude. I mean, this whole album just from start to finish is just fantastic dude so let's play and i just landed on this song maybe 10 minutes before we started this recording so here we go this is again honey glaze it's a song off of their self-titled song is called childish things Think of 
Yeah, I was captivated by that, man. Like, I, you know, that's one of those lyricists that you, you kind of, you have to stop and pay attention, you know? Yeah. And I was reading along with the lyrics and because you had it pulled up on your screen and I saw at the bottom, it says repeats times five. I was like, oh, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. And each time it's, it's, it's slightly different. different. Yeah. And I it, love that. It, it I love very it. Very cool, dude. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I played so much of it. I just wanted, really wanted to drive that point home that like, it's the same it's the same verse. Yeah. I want to call that over and over and over. And I think that's, that's, uh, you know, when it's done right, the message she's trying to get across, you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. I'm going to repeat this five times, you know? Yeah. Getting lost inside my head. Think of all the childish things I've said. And that's like, like what I was saying, you know, it's very raw. Most of her lyrics are very like self-observant, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. Almost like a diary entry or something. Right. Exactly like that, dude. I can't stress this enough, dude. The whole album, like as a whole, fantastic, dude. It's a great, I mean, it's, it's short and sweet. Give it a listen. That was Honey Glaze. We're going to rapid fire it, dude. Pass it back to you. What'd you get? 
Okay, so I purposely put Cloakroom and Fleshwater as my first two just to get those kind of played. And then I can have my last three as like, you know, artists you haven't heard yet from me. But anyway, so I'm going to play Fleshwater. And I think you brought that first week, maybe. So it's been a couple of weeks since you guys have heard this record. And I played the Razor's Apple. You did. And my plan was to play two tracks because Razor's Apple immediately follows the track I'm going to play, which is called Closet, and it kind of blends into each other. But I'm just going to play Closet by itself, and it's two minutes and two seconds long. So I'm going to play the whole track, and it is such a different track from Razor's Apple that I think you're getting kind of the two sides of them here. What I love about Closet is it brings me back to all the things that we love about Emery, the week's end that mm. record oh what an album yeah right that was like one of one of the the one kind of emo records that i that i kind of was attracted to anyway it's that like clean vocal delivery paired with screaming vocals right and they kind of have that dynamic there's two singers on Fleshwater, right anyway so here we go again this is Fleshwater, and the song is called closet That's it, dude. It fades right into uh, the Razor's Apple after that. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Uh, that's that's the song that got me. Yes, like, me too, man. That, that piqued my interest when I first heard it. Yeah. And it reminded me of Coheed and Cambria or uh, mm-hmm. the Mars Volta, that you know that era of, of uh, hardcore yeah. emo stuff. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love it. Yeah, again, dude. I mean, we don't have to say this. I, I, you know, again, but.
but I will. You know, this is this is uh, a time, dude. This is the time to be a fan of the music we grew up with. Like these indie bands are putting out records that are pitch perfect to that era of rock and you know they're putting their own spin on it and i think it's in in some ways sometimes even better than uh you know who they are imitating right uh and yeah fleshwater is definitely a band to to pay attention to uh you know see what see what they do next right all right q back to you and man we're flying dude we're doing it brother we've never flown this fast before a true rapid fire episode that's what people want right just get just get on with the tunes just get on with the tunes well you know i may have a little bit more things to say about my next few but me too but we're, we're making good time q so i'm gonna pass it back to you what's your next pick all right this is also a group that that you've heard before on this podcast widow's peak or widow speak anyways it could be one of those uh, twofers you know it's one of those twofers uh, this group released another one of my, I mean, of course it's another one of my favorites I mean, of the obviously. year because this is the last episode and this is our top five. Uh, the jacket so was works. released back in March of this year. Uh, they also made it on my favorite. I think, I think, um, Nathan Forster, friend of the show had this song the good ones from their album plum from 2020 on Mm -hmm. that playlist that he sent us when we i think we reached out to him and a few other of our our you know friends of the show asking them for their favorites of that year or it could have been for the best of the decade anyways the good ones was one of my favorite songs of 2020 again the jacket just came out in march and this is another just fantastic record right from the rip dude and what they do so great is this is another group that keeps it really simple but man is it just a mood dude and so it's uh singer songwriter molly ham molly hamilton and guitarist robert earl thomas who also uh he releases a lot of solo stuff and uh what is peak is quote a project Perennially anchored by warm, expansive arrangements, references to 90s dream pop, 60s psychedelia, and a certain unshakable Pacific Northwestness. No wonder I love it, dude. Now we're getting to the bottom of it. And this is another one of those uh, examples of, like, I could have played any song from the record. While You Wait might be my favorite, but I brought that one earlier on Watch Your Hair. That's the, the opener. So I'm going to jump down to the closer of the record. This song is called Sleeper. Hey 
see why they call it sleeper because it's very like laid back kind of puts you in this like you know easy breezy kind of feeling you know yeah the whole record has that vibe does it okay and it gives me this like velvet underground mm-hmm. vibe with the bongos yep. and the guitar tone i yeah i did totally and i love his guitar work dude. i love that tone they're from the pacific northwest According to that little blurb that I read. Because, you know, this this lyric jumped out at me, Q. So I'll turn off the highway, I have my exit, and I'm still singing Yellow Rose of Texas. Hmm. There you go, Q. That's, that's, that's me. I'm in Texas. <laughs> well, it says their origin is New York. Well, well, which is it? So maybe it's just that they... That <laughs> maybe it's not that they're from Pacific Northwest. Maybe they just bring this Pacific Northwest vibe with their tunage uh, what vibe would that be cute i don't know dude. well here we go Gloomy. molly hamilton wrote the songs in her hometown tacoma washington there you go we drove through tacoma trying to get to olympia we did I, actually that uh cosmonaut is that where that coffee shop cosmonaut coffee was oh tacoma. shit i forgot dude i got an email back from hertz i gotta check that shit oh so you think they got um, the coffee mug god i hope so travis left a really cool coffee mug that he bought at my favorite coffee shop in tacoma yeah, he left man. it in in the uh, rental car, so he's been bumming. I made a real new mistake. Left. Um, well, let's well, take this uh, dude, time it, since uh, we've been uh, rapid firing. To, let's 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 get here we the go, news, dude. dude. Here we go. Here we go. Okay, dear okay. Travis. Unfortunately, that's not good. Dude. <laughs> your lost coffee mug has not been located at this time. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't think they need to specify that it's lost. Yeah, that's redundant. Your hurts. lost coffee mug has not been found. <laughs> it's like, well, that's implied when you said that it hasn't yeah, been found well, yet. thanks for rubbing the salt in that wound. Jesus. It's funny because coffee mug is actually one of the items that they have in their select dropdown of like common things that people leave behind. So this is just like, unfortunately, your insert name of thing that they lost here. You know, mm-hmm. this is just a generic email that they send to everybody after a week, probably, right? Yeah, in fact, it's been a week since we got back. So that dude, somebody else is is sipping coffee out of my mug right now. Like the next it's person who mug. rented that car, one hundred percent got a free mug. Well, here's the deal. Uh, I will be just a little bit closer to Tacoma once I move down to Olympia. I will send you money, dude. If you if you go buy me another one of those mugs, man. Oh yeah, I'll do it. Dude. I'm gonna want. Okay. Uh, I'll have a reason to go back to that coffee shop. You definitely will. Well, here's another thank you. I also had left a bag of beans in there, so I'm not buying any more coffee beans. Dude. Well, all right, that's I'm not fine. spending twenty five bucks on like a quarter pound of beans. Mm, <laughs> okay, that's fair. 
Really, I cared about the mug more than the beans. So. It was a dope mug, dude. It was. Uh, so yeah, she, Molly Hamilton is from Tacoma. So that's that's where that comes from. So again, that was Widow Speak. song was called Sleeper off their album, The Jacket. Another favy. And I'll pass it back to you, brother. What you got? All right. So I, it would be hard for me not to play a song from this particular guy because Spotify informed me that this was my top artist of the year on my Spotify wrapped. Damn. Is it true? Do you feel that way? Yeah, it's true. And and here's the reason why. So this is a, I, I guess he's, he's an electronic composer that I would put primarily in the vaporwave camp. I've played a song from his on like either the March or April, what you heard. He goes by the name Aurograph. And this one particular record that he put out has been on heavy, heavy repeat for me this entire year. And there's actually a record that came out last year. Um, but he's you just have not brought a song yet on this pod. Or I have. The funny thing is I haven't, okay. I haven't played one from that oh, record yet. No, okay. no. So I brought cool. it what you heard. Um, but it was a record of his that came out in this year called, well, I'm not going to say the number of eights, but it's literally eight eights. That's the name of the record. It's eight eights in a row. It's literally the number eight. This guy is just super prolific. And I'm excited because he put out a record just now that I haven't listened to yet called two, 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 two. Not all of his uh, records are, are numbers based, but um, he's just super prolific, man. Like this year alone, he's put out one, two, three, four, now five records this year. It's looking very, very vaporwave. These super vaporwave. Yeah. Covers, he man. falls into the tropes. But okay. what I like about him is that, you know, I feel like vaporwave artists right now are a dime a dozen. And there's not, you know, a lot of them sound the same. A lot of them throw in these, you know, random like saxophone clips and like R&B samples and stuff that I don't really care for. You know what I mean? I feel like with vaporwave vocals. Yes. Yes. Like shot vocals, super slowed down. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm not here for that, dude. Yeah. For me, when vapor, when vaporwave is done right, it's like nothing's better. And this guy does vaporwave right at least as far as i'm concerned like i i like this guy's version of you know this very kind of tropey genre right you like the cut of his jib i do i think that's i think that's the the phrase yeah we'll go with that okay the thing about him is that it's not necessarily one track you know or a handful of tracks that i like i just like his music you know it's all very consistent and if i'm listening to him i'm going to listen to him on shuffle kind of thing, right? Or him, you know, just an album on shuffle or something like that. Because I just like the vibe that I, that he that he puts me into, right? So it was hard for me to, to pick a, a track, but I landed on one. Because uh, like I said, dude, I had freaking four or five records from this year alone to go through to try to determine which one to play. But like I said, I landed on one. So here we go. This song is off of his record Reflection Plane which came out in July of this year. This song is called Parallels. Parallels. 
I just want to live there in that world. This one's very like um, retro. Uh, what's it like? Uh, synthwave, night drive, synthwave. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's what he does well is that he incorporates some of that stuff that's more associated with. Um, like Kavinsky, Kavinsky, yeah, Kavinsky's. Yeah, Kavinsky's. <laughs> Everyone exactly. thinks it's the first thought. It is the first thing that comes. It is. Yeah. Have you listened to this uh, Enter the Void record? Looks like it's a live one. I live. Give it a listen, dude. I'm curious how he he pulls this off live. Yeah, there's actually some stuff I'm noticing that that is on Bandcamp that's not on Spotify yet. So it, always worth it to, to dive into Bandcamp, dude. There's oh, that's with my uh, yacht club. I brought mm-hmm. him last week. He's got even more stuff on Bandcamp. Yeah. These prolific artists. Yeah. They're going to drop all the stuff that they're just kind of messing around with. On that's, that's a good point. Yeah. So um, just to give a little bit more, you know, cred to this guy. He's from Texas, which is kind of cool. Uh, but he, here's probably his biggest claim to fame. He actually, so he moved to Austin. He's born in Laredo, Texas, moved to Austin because... That's where you're going to end up if you're a musician and you live in Texas, obviously. That's what I did. Uh, but he became fascinated by the electronic music scene spearheaded by Survive and the Holodeck Records Network. So if the name Survive rings a bell to you, that is the name of Kyle Dixon and Michael Stein's group who are known for the Stranger Things soundtrack. Mm. And Aurograph, a.k.a. Carlos Ramirez is his actual name, He's actually credited as a score mix engineer for the Stranger Things soundtrack. So that's that's legit. Nice. That's, you know, as far as like electronic music, you know, everybody knows the Stranger Things soundtrack from the last few years, right? That's kind of like if you're going to put your name on something, that's a pretty pretty good one to get, right? For anyway, sure. so yeah, Aurograph, everything he puts out is is like this. Uh, he's He's amazing. If you like this kind of music... You can't go wrong with his stuff. All right, Q, I'm going to throw it back to you. What do you got? We're, we're halfway through. Halfway through. I'm going to bring some I'm going to bring some Toro Imoa, dude. Oh, okay. Did you listen to his album from this year? I may have perused it, but I don't think I, I gave it a, a proper listen. Mahal is the record. And um, just right off the rip, dude, Unknown Mortal Orchestra appears on track one. I know how much you're a fan of that guy. He put out some new stuff this, this year, too. Well, ever since Chaz Bundick, a.k.a. Toro Imwa, did that album with the Matson 2 uh, Star Stuff from 2017, which is one of my favorite records, um, he has just been getting more and more, like, psych rock. You know, like, he's he's starting to put that chill wave stuff behind, which is, you know, his claim to fame. He was, like, he was graduating class, dude, with yeah, Washed 100%. Out. And freaking neon Indian and all those boys. Yeah, he was one of the one of the founders, you know, if you want to put it that way. Really, of the yeah the 2010s chill wave movement. Mm-hmm. This album is not that. It's nothing like that stuff, man. That's what's that's what's made him have the staying power that some of his other chill wave artists didn't have. Is he's so yeah uh, diverse with his his uh, music, you know? Yeah. Oh, dude, and I forgot the Matson two show up on one of the one of the songs on this record. So yeah, he's been collaborating with those guys for a while. They're like a jazz duo. They're twins. That's why they're called the Madsen Two. Anyways, I'm gonna play another track off this record, and this was another one that came down to the wire for me for like picking which one to play. But yeah, we're gonna jump to track six on the record. This song is called 
last year. Smooth like butter, Q. Like butter. What a great song. What a great song. That's jazz, dude. Very jazzy. And that's another thing he picked up hanging out with the Matson too, man. They're very psych rock, but they're 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 a jazz group first, you know. Yeah, I, I was surprised that this wasn't the track that featured the Madison too. But yeah, everything about that dude. I love the um you know, there's a little bit of like the the um sixties Yes. Pop, uh, stereo lab kind of stuff. 100%. Look at the album cover. Mm-hmm. Look at his main picture for oh, Spotify. Yeah. Look at that. He's in the freaking magic school bus. Yeah, he's he's such a talented songwriter, man. I mean, yeah. when you look at his discography, like it's just so wide ranging, you know, but it's all very cohesive too. Like he has, if you hear a song from him, you know it's him. You know what I mean? Like he has a very yeah. distinct sound that he's come up with. But he's able to, 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 to write with his voice and apply it to any kind of song, right? Psychedelic, obviously chill wave, jazz. He's done some other – I mean, he's got a whole side project uh, uh, where he does more electronic, oh, right. straight up electronic stuff. I forgot what it's called. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's just a super, super talented dude, you know? Yeah. Goes without saying, great record. Definitely worth a deep dive. Give it a listen all the way through, dude. It's it's a blast. It's definitely a cue up and listen kind of record right there. For you sure. Heard it already. All right, pass it back to you, dude. What'd you get? All right, Q. We are entering my my two 
favorite records of this year. This next pick here, this band is no stranger to No Filler. So we did a full-length episode on this group back in August. So if you want to you know, get the full story on them, go listen to that episode because we kind of go back more into their history and stuff. But Pincy Slow mm. put out a new record this year. So I brought Smile to Zero on the June What You Heard, which was, I think, either the first or second single that came off of this record. But yeah, they put out a new record called Neglect in August. And Q, I know you're going to be unsettled here by the album art because you're you're not a fan of the album uh, art for <laughs> for this record. It's kind of this it's weird like, kind of like this uh, is like an Aphex Twin album cover, but like yeah, even it's like it basically it's it's the lead singer's face and she's smiling in all of these different shots that they used on the singles and the actual record album art. But it's like shown through like this prism. Yeah, anyway, I'm just not a fan. We're not here to talk about the album art, though, Q. I'm not going to look at your screen no more, dude. You know, it's not going to hurt you, Q. It's not. This music's going to gonna take you on a, uh, on a trip, though, okay? So I've, I've got two clips from this track because it's actually... So on the record, this is two different tracks, but it's essentially one song. And they actually, for the, for the single, they released um, the two uh, tracks together as one. But the, the name of the track is The Run, as in like I'm running, right? But this track features two other artists that I'm not too familiar with um, that could just be... Yeah, so there's a, an artist named Alcest or Alkist, and then another one named J.K. Flesh that appear on this this uh, these two tracks here. But anyway, I'm just going to let this kind of play. It's going to take you on a journey cue. So again, this is Pensy Slow. This is the Doomgazy, Dreamgazy... Parisian group that just put out these beautiful Doomgaze songs. And this is one of them. So here we go. Uh, I'm just going to click play here. This track is called The Run.
All right, that's part one of the song cue. Part two is where it starts to shine, though, and some magic happens. So I'm just going to say that. They're doing it different, though. You know, like they've they've perfected, like they're comfortable in in the pocket. You know that they've comfortable in the in the in the in the lazy boy that they've crafted. <laughs> Yeah, so I found out some more information about the two contributors here just because I was curious. So Alcest is actually the name of a band. The person who's uh, leading their vocal or lending their vocals to this track is actually the front man of that band. His name is Naj. Um, and then J.K. Flesh, I'm not sure how this person is involved on this track at least, but he's some member from a band called Godflesh which is a band that's been around for a long time. Um, and Godflesh apparently is, I'm just going to read the first line of their bio here. If Black Sabbath were reborn as an industrial rock band. <laughs> so anyway, so, you know, Pinsy Slow has some contributors on this, on this record, on this track only. So uh, they've been making friends uh, out there. But anyway, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick it up where we left off here. And then something happens in this song, dude, that just freaking catapults me into the, into the stratosphere, dude. So here we go. Again, this is The Run.
fantastic, dude. Reminds me a lot of Slow Dive. Mm. Uh, especially stuff from their uh, self-titled, like their comeback record mm-hmm. that we did a, a full episode on. Yeah, we did. Very similar with uh, female and, and, and male vocals kind of working back and forth in tandem with each other like that. Yeah, and what's Beautiful. interesting is that's that's not Pensy Slow. That's that's a contributor to the record, right? So that's not the normal sound. It's usually just her vocals, right? So that's what mm-hmm. makes this track, these tracks unique, I should say. But yeah, this was another, like, it was very, very hard for me to pick a track off of this record. I was dead set on playing the very next track called Brutal in Red. Uh, but I decided on these two because I think uh, as amazing as this record is, like there's something really exceptional about those two tracks because of how like kind of soaring, you know, it's very like a, it's a very sweeping kind of like beautiful song that they're writing, right? It's broken into multiple parts. And I think it's like, you know, it's a, um, it's an accomplishment or at least a, um, I don't know, an indicator of how far they've come, you know, just a few short years of as songwriters, right? Like, you know, the, the record that we did in August, I think was their first full length. It was called Don't Believe, Watch Out. And like, you know, a few years later, they put out this record and yeah, they're just writing these beautiful songs, man. Definitely a record of the year for me. Go check them out again. That's Pensy Slow. The record's called Neglect. All right, Q, bringing it back to you. What you got? All right, man. I am really, really excited to play this song because uh, we ha- I haven't featured anything from, from her yet on the pod i just discovered her this year as an artist named beth orton have you heard of her i have not well she's been active since 1993 she's been dropping records since then and her album weather alive which came out this of course it came out this year that's why i'm (laughs) playing it uh was described by Sam Sadomsky of Pitchfork as the best work of Orton's career. Okay. I don't even know Orton's career. I'm not familiar with her career, but this album, dude, blew me away. This is my favorite album of the year, dude. It's it's a no-brainer, you know? I said Honey Glaze was a close second. It's pretty close, you know, but it's not that close. This is it, dude. This record blew me away. I'm on the edge of my seat, dude. Well, you're not you're not ready for it, dude. <laughs> okay. Uh, so there was an interview with the New York Times where Orton said, uh, so she she bought this used upright piano in London and started writing songs on it. And she says, no matter where you touch the piano, it just has these resonances. Little ghosts of other chords just keep ringing out. And you're like, oh, that speaks of another melody. And that speaks of another feeling. She's just talking about playing the piano? Just talking about this particular piano. There's just something about the way the chords ring out on it. And it just inspired her and just kept, she just kept going and going and built this. So she found like a magical piano. That's what it sounds like, dude. That writes music for her. Yeah. She described, she herself describes the album as a quote, sensory exploration that allowed for a connection to a consciousness that I was searching for. It sounds like she was high as a kite, dude, when she was writing this. she's like the piano was talking to me you know some people are are better about expressing their feelings than you (laughs) (laughs) you know she didn't say that it was a magical piano that's what you said brother 
and let's just let this music play for itself and maybe you will be like you know what that is a magical piano all right dude this record man then this song so i'm ready okay i and i'm glad i remembered to say this because it's true this is a legitimate no filler record that's all i'm saying all right i need <laughs> okay. to stop and just let's just play let's just do let's it let's play a tune all right so uh this one i gotta split up into two here we go this is gonna be lengthy brother the song is called forever young Yeah, that's top tier right there, Q. It's taunting, dude. The whole record is very, you know, we throw that word around. That word came to my mind as well. <laughs> so this record feels like a Talking Heads record at times. It feels like a Radiohead record at times. Uh, yes, dude. Tom, Tom York is what came to mind for me as well. Yeah, not just the, like, yeah, in, in the cadence of, in the way she draws out words and, yeah. A lot of it feels very Tom York. Yeah. Yes. I was I was thinking the same thing. The way that the, 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 the words kind of blend into each other and the way that she holds the notes, right? Very reminiscent of Tom York. And apparently she's known for her, quote, folktronica music. So she's been doing something folky mixed with electronic music. Apparently she became well-known through her collaborations with the Chemical Brothers. 
never really got into them, but they're mm. a huge electronic mm-hmm. act. Yeah. So here we go. Here's clip two from Forever Young. Haunting is the right word, Q. Captivating. Yeah, and the piano. I, I can see now, Q, that, that it's a magical piano for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um and Killer I love the I love the drums line. yeah, the drums and bass are great. It looks like she has quite the quite the the list of uh of, of people contributing here. Yeah, so she self produced this, that's worth noting. Um but yeah, that last that second clip there, that's kind of reminded me of like that collaborative feeling a collaborative route that David Byrne decided to take with Remain in Light, you know, Mm -hmm. just with the background vocals, just kind of jumping in every now and then just kind of lead lending themselves as another instrument. Almost. I, I got that vibe a lot from this song. There's lots of moments of really great jazz in this album. It's just, it's fantastic, dude. Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely curing this up, dude, for sure. Dude, you're, you're in for treats, man. So, anyways, that is Beth Orton. The song is "Forever Young" from Weather Alive, and passing it to you, brother. This is your last pick of the year. How are you gonna end it? All right, Q. Been sitting on this track all year because this is my favorite track of the year, hands down. Uh, the band is is no stranger to you no know, filler they run on. What you heard. Uh, I played a track from this record, uh, but this particular song, there's just something magical about it, dude. So this is a shoegaze alt-rock band from Brooklyn. They're called Manaxi, and I'm going to read this description because it's the perfect way to describe them. This is from their Spotify bio. It says, Manaxi's sound combines elements from classical, pop, and rock music from India and Pakistan with psychedelia, shoegazing, dream pop, noise rock, and electronica. That's uh, that ticks every box, dude. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. music that we love. Exactly. And now this particular song features a guest vocalist named Theodora Curtis, who I haven't really dove too far into her stuff, but she she looks like a just another singer songwriter. But she shows up a couple times on this record. But anyway, I'm just gonna cue this up, dude. I'm gonna play the whole song because it's pretty short. But you got to hear the full thing. So again, this band is called Minaxi. And this song is called Adore.
don't think I've ever felt more hopeful for rock and roll, dude. <laughs> I know, man. It's, it's back in such an awesome way, dude. Like, 90s rock, that shoegaze grunge, grunge rock yeah. is back, man. It, that's a per, it's a perfect shoegaze song, right? Yeah. And and obviously that the change at the end, that the, what it shifts into is like pitch mm-hmm. perfect, smashing pumpkins, guitar tone. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't get much better than that. And it, you want to know how I found out about these guys? They were self promoting this record on the shoegaze subreddit. Awesome, dude! Shout out to that subreddit again, dude. I love that group of people, dude. I've found so much great music through the shoegaze subreddit. Yeah, so so you know these guys posted about it, and they're they're extremely obscure. Like on Spotify, they only have six hundred and thirty three monthly listeners. Wow! And I'm one of them, obviously. But I'm just saying, like, there's not much attention on these guys. But they this record is really really incredible. It's called Lazuline. When it was produced by Simon Scott. Hello from Slowdive. Yeah, you 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 know it's kind of surprising that this doesn't doesn't have much more of a following. But I mean, he, yeah, he shows up on one of the songs too. Well, yeah, man, they they deserve. I don't know if they're looking for it, but they deserve to, more listens, dude. They deserve to, the recognition. Yeah, and you know what? Spotify isn't the end all be all indicator, right? Sure. Uh, but yeah, it it still tells you like you get you got to look, man. The, the the good, great, incredible music is out there. It might not be front and center on you know all the all the the music blogs out there, the pitchforks and the stereo gums or the enemies and all that kind of stuff. But it's out there, man. You know, if you if you follow the right sources, you know, and Reddit is a great source sometimes, right? <laughs> for for things, right? especially dude, little yeah. little little subgroups, sub sub uh, cultures and stuff like that. Reddit does it better than any other social media platform. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. You can really find your niche on yeah. that on that platform. But yeah, again, that track was called Adore. That was my favorite track of the year, I think, hands down. Um, and yeah, I'm just glad I was finally able to share it with you all. All right, Q. What do you got? How are you gonna how are you gonna close out the year for No Filler? All right, I've brought a song from this guy before. It goes by Sunbeam Sound Machine. You know how I was talking about uh, Toro Imoa kind of going from, from chill wave slowly into more like psychedelia, jazzy stuff? I feel like this guy's done the opposite. And he's been active since 2013, so that was like towards the tail end, maybe right in the middle of like the chill wave dream pop movement of the 2010s. And he's dropped only three records since then. Uh, lots of singles sprinkled here and there. But he has slowly gone more and more into the direction of that classic chill wave sound from the 2010s. And he's keeping it alive, dude, in such an awesome way. His album Possum just came out in October. I love this album, dude. I love this artist. And this is a freaking great song to end it with, man. I feel good. Good vibes. Tune. Here we go. This is again Sunbeam Sound Machine. The album is Possum, and the song is called Two Summers.
Good vibes all around, yeah. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Great example of layer building, right? Yes. Just lots and lots of layers. Absolutely. He does it really well. And the harmonizing is really yeah, killer. I love how he how he drags on that last line over and over to, yeah, yeah. to finish it up. I love it, dude. What a great song. Great way to fin- to wrap it up, dude. Yeah, I think so. And I think it highlights what we've been saying all year about, you know, okay, so let's just take the track that I played, Minaxi Adore, and then this track. And like, I think this sums up 2022, or at least the, the kind of music that we fell in love with this year, is really exceptional indie, sort of like bedroom poppy kind of people like mm-hmm. this guy uh, and countless other bands that we brought on What You Heard's. And then there's the Monaxi side of things, which is the grunge, shoegaze revival, you know? We were obsessed with dream pop and like both sides of the of the coin of shoegaze. This the year, more, yeah. The more dream poppy chill wave kind of stuff and the more grungy shoegaze kind of stuff. And that's pretty much all we listened to and played on this podcast all year, dude. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, and for good reason, dude. There's lots of great... And, you know, we we did... We were all over the place, like, as far as decades go. It wasn't all the new stuff that was coming out, but, I mean, we played... Didn't we do a whole album on Narrowhead? I mean, a whole episode on Narrowhead? Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if we if we look back to very first episode of 2022, uh, Teen Dream Beach House, which is like, yeah. you know, sort of the, if you wanted to point to one dream pop album from the 2010s. It started it, I think. Yeah. It started and then we went to back. Beach Fossils, Real Estate, and then we did our back-to-back Miracle Legion and Polaris episodes, which was oh, great. That was good stuff. We did another REM, funny enough. This might have been a rewind, actually. That had to be. Yeah, we had a rewind. Then we did, yeah, we did REM's first record. And then we did Catherine Wheel, Pale Saints, Hum, Lush, Drop 19s, Helmet, which was kind of a, a, a an offshoot of like hardcore and, and stuff, but still kind of like an alt rock kind of deal. Jimmy World, Unwound, which is interesting. <laughs> but yeah, dude, we, we yeah. Swirlies, the fa- uh, Sloan, Band of Susans, Narrowhead, Two, yeah. Pink Shiny Ultra Blast, Pansy Slip, <laughs> Spotlights. Now that was that was after I had after Ronan, and then Ronan came along. Came along, so you were and uh, me and Nathan did some some had some fun. Yeah, um, but then, yeah, we we went back to Slow Dive. It was a good year, man. So we had yeah we had some we had some good times, man. Good times this year. Really good year. Go back and listen to some of those episodes if any of those artists tickles your fancy. We did Cocktail Twins. We did Sweet Trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lots of good stuff this year, man. 2022, we're, we're closing it out. Lots of great tunes were shared by all. Come back next year for even more. Um, not sure what we're going to do next year, but we'll figure it out. All right, Q, what are we going to do here to to close us out as far as an outro track? Hmm. We gotta have something to play here. Uh, how about play another Pincy Slow track? Okay. <laughs> oh, good. Now I get to play the song that I was sitting on for months as, as what I planned to play. Uh, but it'll be a good one to close us out. Okay. So thank you everybody for listening. Uh, if you listen to to just one episode this year, thank you for listening. If you're a, a 
frequent flyer. Like you listen a lot, obviously. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for for tuning in every week. And you know, this is a labor of love for us. We love doing this. It's like you know, one of my favorite things to do is share music with people, and it's just been a blast doing this podcast. And and we're gonna keep doing it. Let's keep going into 2023, dude. So check us out on Instagram. I gotta be honest with you. You know, <laughs> it's been a while since anyone who listens to the show knows that we are just not fans yeah. of the social medias. I mean, we're just not good at it. No, we're know? not. The only reason I say follow us on Instagram is really more to say like reach reach out to us on Instagram. Reach out to us on Instagram. Yeah, it's a great way to get in touch with us. You know, recommend some music to us. What were some of your favorite tracks from this year? You know, let us know. We want to we want to hear from you guys. Uh, so yeah, just look for No Filler Podcast. You'll find us. And of course, you can find us on the Pantheon Podcast Network. It's pantheonpodcast.com. And that's it. I'm going to close us out here with another track from Pincy Slow off of their record, Neglect. And we will see you guys next year. My name is Travis. And I'm Quentin. Thank you, as always, for listening. The song is called Brutal in Red. Um.
What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would I shop? Would I shop? Would you kill? Yes. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.